together, everybody. This is Father Tom Provenzano welcoming you to this special uh, episode of the Acts podcast. This is day two of the Novena to St. John Bosco. And the theme of the day is devotion to the Blessed Mother. So if you remember, as we talked about yesterday, Don Bosco really promoted three really great devotions to his young people and to really all of us. One was devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. The other was devotion to the Blessed Mother. And then the devotion to the Pope. So today we will kind of think about a little bit, meditate upon this devotion to the Blessed Mother. And so let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Day two of the Novena to St. John Bosco, devotion to the Blessed Mother. From the Holy Gospel according to John. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clophus, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. From the Memoirs of the Oratory of St. Francis de Sales. I will give you a teacher. Under her guidance, you can become wise. Without her, all wisdom is foolishness. At that moment, I saw a lady, stately in appearance, standing beside him. She was wearing a mantle that sparkled all over, as though covered with bright stars. Seeing from my questions and answers that I was more confused than ever, she beckoned me to approach her. She took me kindly by the hand and said, look, this is the field of your work. Make yourself humble, strong, and energetic. And what you will see happening to these animals in a moment is what you must do for my children. So this little snippet here some of you out there if you're if you're familiar with the life of saint john bosco and you know if you if you you know if you went to a salesian camp or a salesian school you heard uh, the story of saint john bosco's uh, dream at 9 that when he was 9 years old he had this dream and he had many dreams during his life but this is the first one that he remembers with any clarity and the first one that he really remembers as having to relate directly with his vocation and his calling. And in it, he finds himself in a field with a group of boys, and the boys are playing and they're, they're being boys. <laughs> and they're, you know, you know, horsing around a little bit and, you know, they're, they're having fun. Uh, but then things turn a little ugly. There's some fights that break out. They begin to... Uh, you know, use profanity and specifically you know, blasphemies, using taking the Lord's name in vain. And you know, John, who's a who's a pious young boy, uh, and also maybe a more than a little bit hot tempered, uh, jumps in himself and and begins swinging. He, get, he takes his fists and starts uh, uh, trying to punch uh, the kids to get them in line. And suddenly he is pulled out of the scrum by this man in a stately, uh, stately, stately, what's, what's the word they use? In the, I forget the word they use, but he, he looked good. Okay. 
<laughs> he was attired in a state in a in a very stately manner, and it had a stately bearing. But anyway, so the man tells him that John, this is not the way to do it. I'm going to give you a teacher. I'm going to give you someone who's going to really show you what you need to do with these young people. And John is very confused. Remember, he's only nine years old. He really doesn't understand what's going on. He becomes very suspicious. Who are you? My mother always told me not to talk to strangers, and the man assured him, I'm not a stranger. Your mother uh, taught you. I'm the the son of the, the woman who your mother has taught to honor and to address three times a day. And, you know, John's kind of scratching his head, doesn't, not really sure what that's about. But anyway, this figure tells him, I will give you a teacher. I will give you someone who will impart to you the wisdom that you need in order to do this great mission that I'm going to send you on. And then the man sort of recedes, and then the stately woman appears. And obviously, if we haven't guessed by now, the man is Jesus, and the woman is the, our Blessed Mother. And our Blessed Mother is the one who kind of tells him that, no, no John, it's not, this is not the way to go. You have to be gentle, gentle and kind. You need to not use violence and force in order to convert these young people, but, but charity and love. And I'm giving you the kind of Reader's Digest thumbnail uh, sketch of the of this of this uh, of, of this dream and this story, but the bottom line is he he wakes up in the morning and he feels very confused because he's really not sure what the what the dream really meant because the dream was a wild dream. At one point the the boys turn into wild animals and you know bears and lions and tigers. Oh my! And then when you know our lady tells him, no, you have to treat them with gentleness and kindness, and if you do that, they'll change. And when he turns around again, suddenly they're they, they're little gentle lambs, and he's really he's just really he's kind of he's, he's blown away at this point. He doesn't know what what to make of it, and so he tells the story of the dream that morning at breakfast, and you know one of his his older brother, his stepbrother Anthony, who's a little you know a little bit of a wise guy, and he and John don't get necessarily along all that well. Say, so, well, maybe it means you're going to be the, the head of a group of uh, thieves. <laughs> and uh, his brother Joseph says, well, maybe it means you're, you're you know, going to be a shepherd or you know, work with animals. And his grandmother says, eh, you know, it's a dream. Don't pay any attention to dreams. Uh, but it's his mother, Margaret, who says, well, John, who knows? Maybe the Lord's calling you to be a priest. Maybe the Lord's, yeah, calling you to be a shepherd, but a different kind of shepherd. And John would have this dream over and over over the years, and there'd be a little more added to it, and, and you know that would make things a little clearer in terms of what the Lord was trying to tell him. But the bottom line was that it was the Blessed Mother, who he really believed and really felt had been given to him to be his teacher and guide, and that it was the Blessed Mother that had had really uh, showed him God's plan. You know, obviously it, it all comes from God. Uh, but that in the way the, the the Blessed Mother was given to him to be that special God, that special guide. And as uh, our Lord said to him, without her, all wisdom is foolishness. And so let, let's promote, again, in our own lives, that devotion to our Blessed Mother. It's so important. Pray the rosary. The rosary was such an important part of Don Bosco's mission. Uh, there was one time where he was visited 
uh, at the oratory. This is after, obviously, he was ordained a priest. He was visited at the oratory, and they were uh, complimenting these these experts on education and pedagogy, were praising him for the great work he was doing. But one of the masks was, you know, do you have to pray the rosary? Do you have to really do that? Do you have to have you know all this Marian devotion? And John Don Bosco was very flat out. He said, "I I would close the school before I would give up devotion to the Blessed Mother." That the that the devotion to the Blessed Mother, among the other uh, you know pious activities that he had the boys engage in, were not just ancillary; they were key parts of his educational process. And so, yes, devotion to the Blessed Mother. Let us keep the, the Blessed Mother close to our hearts, and may we uh, ever grow in our love for her, who uh, loves us really so much, and who wants nothing more than to lead us to her son. And so now we pray together the novena, this novena prayer. O St. John Bosco, you love the Blessed Virgin Mary, Immaculate Help of Christians, taking her as your mother and guide, and becoming her apostle. Pray for us that, inspired by your example, we may grow in true and enduring love for the sweetness, for the sweetest of mothers, and may thus win her powerful protection in life, and especially at the hour of death. Through your intercession, may God grant me the following grace. So that together with others, I may assist in bringing young people to the love of Mary, help of Christians. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. John Bosco, pray for us. Mary, help of Christians, pray for us. Okay, that'll do it for this uh, Novena special episode. We'll be back tomorrow with day three of our Novena to St. John Bosco. Okay, God bless all of you. Please pray for me. Know that I'm praying for you. All righty, bye-bye.